We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the DGD podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds riding solo today. Kobe won. Uh, both got some things coming in. Uh, actually, uh, Stanford spring game uh, over the weekend definitely caused one to be late. But we know that with the NFL draft coming up Thursday, one will be here Wednesday. Let's let's book that down. A uh, lot to cover, folks. We're just going to cover some hot topics today. Uh, we'll talk about Bear Alexander committing to Southern California. Uh, UGA brings back a familiar face onto their coaching staff. Uh, we're going to talk a little about these NCAA rule changes, what it means for Georgia, uh, and also some more news from the transfer portal. A lot more. Also going to take your questions. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, drop your comments. Uh, we will an- I'll answer your questions as well uh, if you drop them in the comments. Uh, but first things first, I started my Monday morning off uh, the right way, and that was with uh, Apotheos Roastery. Uh, speaking of Apotheos, the c- official coffee and cold brew partner of the Classic City Collective, uh, get you some coffee, uh, dgdpodcast.com forward slash Apotheos. Use our link, and 20% of every bag that you purchase will go to the Classic City Collective. So you're supporting the dogs, and you're supporting everyone involved by shopping at a pot, uh, by getting you some Apotheos coffee. Uh, if you want to stop in, they also have cold, uh, nit- or have, uh, cold brew, um, 2871 Cherokee Street Northwest, uh, up in Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, stop up there, get you some cold brew as well. Uh, they got the, the s'mores that I've heard is phenomenal. So keep that in mind. Uh, Shop Apotheos, thank you for sponsoring the show. Now, with that being said, let's start. Let's start, I think, with the biggest news. I want to talk about the NCAA rule changes. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Definitely think that there's some um, some interesting things there uh, with what it means for Georgia. So, basically, there's, there's three different pieces to this. Uh, one, it stops consecutive timeouts, and, and I think that's completely fine. 
I also think that they have a um, if, if there's a penalty um, to end a quarter, uh, it translates over to the next quarter rather than a free play at the end of the quarter. Uh, unless it's like, you know, basically in the first or third quarters is when that would apply, not to end a half or the game. Uh, again, that's fair. But I think the biggest takeaway was the clock running after a first down. Now, to me, that feels like it's running into the the NFL model. And, I, and I'm kind of torn. Uh, you hear a lot of different takes on this uh, and what it means. But when I first heard of this, and I understand what it means, what it means for Georgia to me, you're going to see a lot more Kirby death marches. I, I think you're going to see – I'm curious to see if you're going to see less scoring from this. Um, you know, to be fair, I, I think Georgia can score at will depending on the schedule. But, again, moving forward, you know, what does that mean for, for Georgia? Um, you know, I, I, listen, I think it will be nice. But at the same time, I, I think the whole move stems from – it stems from the, I guess you could say, the knack for money. I feel like it's going to come that way, right? It's going to shorten the game. I don't know. Like, I understand the concept, but shorten it a different way, at least in my opinion. Um, definitely think that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how Georgia reacts to it, as well as anyone around the country. Um, what is that going to do for offenses that like to use speed? Um, could that benefit? Right, like a Tennessee offense. I, I don't know. We, we don't know, right? Don't know necessarily. I, th I think we'll find out. I just also wish that, you know, this stuff would have been announced earlier in the spring to let the folks, you know, practice that way. Uh, the only thing I could see is if, if they were uh, informed that this was coming, you know, but at the same time, like, you would think that you would see stuff. I guess you could see that. Right? It's just more – uniform in regards to the the, the way the practice uh, or the the spring game uh, worked out so I mean it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out I just feel I, I just hope you don't see more advertising I really don't want to see more ads I felt like given given the state of football what we were seeing prior to this call I felt like we were still seeing too many ads I, I don't want to see that I don't want to see more ads on top of that like that just shows me that it would be just lining their pockets. And what's the fucking point of that, in my opinion? I'm not the biggest fan there. But um, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Um, like I said, I think it could benefit Georgia, uh, especially running the ball. If you're running the ball effectively, definitely, you know, definitely think that helps. Could slow the, could slow scoring down, things like that. But uh, I think there's still a lot to be left uh, to see, ultimately. Uh, with that being said, though, I uh, definitely want to talk about, uh, you know, some portal news. And I think the biggest one for Georgia is Bear Alexander uh, committing to uh, Southern California Sunday night. Yeah, I, you, you, you sit there, you, you kind of expected him to go there. Uh, rumors had been swirling and things like that. But to me, I think the biggest takeaway from this whole, in, you know, from this whole ordeal with him leaving I, I, I'm not bashing the kid. I wish him well. So please don't take this in any kind of, you know, just, you know, in a bad manner here. But he had a comment when he was talking to ESPN that kind of really struck me. And I think a lot of others the wrong way, perhaps. Uh, and I'll read it for those listening. Um, 
so he was interviewing ESPN and it says not to brag on myself, but everybody wants the big bear. He, like I said, he told ESPN, uh, everyone needs a big 300 pounder that can move with the twitch, the burst, the explosion that he brings to the game. Everyone needed that as part of their defense. And while that might be true, that kind of proves a point to why he left Georgia. Right. I, I think that's the case. Uh, further, further interview talked about one of the reasons why he left because there wasn't a lot of snaps for him. Uh, when it, he was looked at as a pass specialist on third down, thought he could do the first and second down as well. But it's that kind of, I guess you could say that kind of arrogance to me screams me versus me over team. And, and I think that's, that's one of just one piece of why he left. And when you have that kind of, when you have that mentality, it, you know, and you're trying to instill your culture as a program, I think that's the reason why that just didn't work. Um, you know, listen, you can go to USC, you'll probably make some NIL money. And, but the problem is though, you, I heard the perfect analogy. It's like, when you, when you look at what you have with Dan, uh, when Glenn Schumann, right? When you have Glenn Schumann and then you've got Alex Grinch, it, it's like going from a Ferrari to a Prius. I, I saw that. I forgot who said that, but I saw it and it was hilarious. But it makes sense. You don't look at Alex Grinch as a defensive guy. He's a defensive guy, but it's just not good defense. It was like that at Oklahoma. It was like that last year. So you sit there, you, you've still got Corey Foreman if you're USC, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I just don't know if if it's going to amount to much, right? Because that offense carried USC. I, I think that's going to be a huge piece to the defense for them. But just how much can he make a difference, right? USC's in contention for the playoffs if they don't lose last year to oh, Utah, right? I think that I think that was a given. But the question is, their defense was god awful. They couldn't tackle, and like I said, it translated over. That, that type of defense translated from Oklahoma to USC. So nothing's being fixed fundamentally and schematically. But you go to USC, you go to the L.A. lifestyle, right? We kind of looked at it coming in as you, you kind of felt that way. But then when you look at the rotation that Georgia does on the D-line and hearing that, now we start to really piece together the concept that they do want to do, you know, want a more playing time. So wish them well. But you got to be careful because that comment might come around to bite you in the ass later, uh, sooner than later. Got to be careful with that because I guarantee you every opponent that they play is going to look at that. And best believe Georgia's going to keep that same energy if USC makes the playoffs and Georgia meets up. If they meet up, you know that's coming. You just know it's coming. Um, again, you don't wish him, I don't wish him any bad luck or anything like that. I wish him well. But it makes sense now that you start to look at the culture, and it just wasn't a culture fit, in my opinion, to, you know, with Bear here. I mean, good player, right, good player. But, again, it, you, the culture matters, folks. Culture matters over one specific player. I mean, I, I don't want to make this – I don't want to make this prediction now but and, bring, and compare it, but Brendan Cox was kind of that same way. Right, going to Florida, like thinking he was better than the, you know, better than everyone else, and then things don't always work out so well, right? So we got to be careful, you know, how we take that stuff, take it with a grain of salt. But again, George is going to be fine without you. There's a reason why they mutually parted ways. 
Kirby knows what he's got on defense, and, and Trey Scott does as well. I don't think he's I don't think he's stressing too much. Uh, DG Pat says he didn't buy into the no one is bigger than the G on their helmet mentality. Yeah, I mean, Joe also says it was about the uh, highest bidder. Listen, I think NIL definitely played a part, but welcome to the world of college football. Um, Bears a good player was never going to fit the culture at Georgia. Guess he stayed through spring till someone got the dollars right. I mean, listen. <clears throat> Great player. I mean, we saw we saw the potential there as a freshman. I'm not going to say he's not a good player, not a great player, whatever. But yeah, I, I think that kind of screams it. He he wants to bet on himself. Jermaine Johnson kind of did this, if you think about it. <clears throat> Was in line to be a starter, bets on himself, goes to Florida State, and then gets drafted early in the first round, right? Early to mid first round, bet on himself. Turns out to be an All ACC Defensive Player of the Year, right? Like it, it matters. You can better on yourself and be right. I'm not mad at that. So I'm not mad at Bear Alexander for leaving. But you got to be careful when you say these things because it sounded to me like a little bit of arrogance there. But I understand. It. If, if I'm 300 pounds and I, and I can move like that, I might have a little bit of cock, cockiness in me too. Let's be real. I'm not going to say I wouldn't. Um, but, yeah, and I, I think now that we know that right there, let's just kind of move on. If we're Georgia fans, look at what we've got in the room and, and understand that you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine because if G Day was an if G Day was a perfect representation of what we're about to see, Jordan Hall, uh, Jamal Jarrett, right, all these incoming freshmen on top of right on top of Kristen Miller having a really good uh, practice as well. The, just the room doesn't look it doesn't look cloudy, folks. Is all I'm going to say. Um, yeah, as, as Pat says, the sky's not falling. Yeah, dude, as long as Kirby Smart and, and Trey Scott's there, I don't see that being a problem whatsoever. I'm just going to leave that there. Um, but, yeah, no, in regards to the portal, you also look at um, Marcus Washington, another DB out of, uh, hits the portal, Marcus Washington. Uh, sounds like he's already getting um, – sounds like he's already getting some uh, talk – basically getting schools talking to him. Uh, I want to say there was a report you're looking at, like, teams like uh, – I think it was Indiana maybe, North Carolina, Virginia Tech. Uh, so there's some decent schools contacting him. Um, and if, if Kobe was here, we would play the game. But I think I think North Carolina would do him well, um, considering what they lost. Uh, if you look at all the talent that they lost through the in, in the secondary, I think you go in there and you can honestly play right away. I feel like if you go to North Carolina, and as long as Drake May's there, the offense should not be a problem. I think you're going to have to see what Drake May does without without downs there as a receiver, but. Ultimately, I think, you know, you look at that right there. I think you go in and make some immediate playing time. I mean, you look at a lot of these schools like Virginia Tech is another school. I, I just don't know if you're even close to contending at Virginia Tech. You would, you would play right away, but is it worth is it worth going there and, and you know, trying to compete or whatever? I don't know. Um, but if I had to choose right now, I think North Carolina would be a good fit for Marcus Washington. I really do. Uh, yeah, listen, obviously we see these guys and he comes in, he actually, uh, re, uh, he basically moved up, right. Reclassified into the reclassified up a year. Uh, so right now he should be actually coming in, but you know, this is what some of the times, right? Like just cause you're a four star, five star, doesn't always mean that you're going to play, you know, right away. And I think Georgia is the perfect re representation of that. Um, but yeah, no, obviously and that's another name to wish him well. Um, I haven't heard any news in regards to Savon Clark or anything like that in regards to 
uh, a new home. I think Bears probably the only one that I've heard uh, so far with a new home. Uh, still expect some of these guys to get picked up and you know find a new home. So I'm not too worried about it. Uh, Pat says I like Drake May, great athlete. Yeah, he's a good quarterback, man. Really good quarterback. Um, Joe asks, anyone realize that we're losing all our Washington players? One to the NFL two transfers, and one who got hurt last year but hasn't practiced this year. You know, when you look at it, though, you kind of have a point, but at the same time, you look at the context. I think that matters. Um, you know, like, was it MJ Sherman just kind of got buried because of injuries, right? It's very unfortunate, you know. But actually, I think at their spring game uh, over the weekend, he really uh, had a standout play. And I think you could see uh, MJ Sherman contribute at Nebraska almost immediately. Uh, he he made a, he made the offensive line look stupid uh, and just sniffed out this run and, and caught him for a nice tackle for a loss. It, it looked it looked like he just knew what was going on, and that I think that's another thing. Um, that's another thing that you got to pay attention to. These guys are disciplined, um, even if they don't play. You know, if they got buried or whatever. Like you have to understand the talent that just came in with the linebackers, right? With with Raylan and and uh, CJ Allen, but Troy Bowles is coming in. He hasn't even gotten here yet, and we know that he's going to be just fine too. He should be just fine. There, there's so much depth that you knew linebacker. There was a chance for them to go right. Like that's another thing you see Ryan Davis as well. Ryan Davis, MJ Sherman both leave uh, in in the same right. Obviously, different cycles of the transfer portal windows, but that's two linebackers out of that room. But and Tresman Marshall's a third going to Bama, right? That's three linebackers, you know, that Georgia had that that are gone. But but Georgia fans aren't worried because we see what Schumann's done recruiting the linebacker position. So again, I think that's a testament to just how deep the recruiting is, how good the recruiting is in the linebackers uh, room. You got MJ Sherman going to Nebraska looking like a, like a baller, right? And that's, you know, that's what you want. Um, DGD Pat says, has there been any significant Dylan Riola news? No. Um, what I would say is my guess is that he's probably a silent commit. I'm, I'm saying this, this is my guess. I'm not saying this is confirmed. Please don't – no, please. I think he's probably a silent commit, and you might – I don't know. I, I think it, you got to let it die down right? because that, that broke the internet for a little bit. Um, so I, it wouldn't surprise me if he lets it die down and cool off and it maybe ma- makes an announcement later. Maybe – I mean, hell, he got May, right? I, I do think you want to – logically to me, I think if you commit before June 1st, you commit before June 1st, and then you go recruit – on the week, the first weekend of June, when everyone's going to be there and things like, listen, that is probably the ideal pitch for Kirby Smart on a recruiting trail. Get your get your guy, get Dylan Rayola committed officially, maybe in May, right, and then start working on these guys, get them to come in for that first weekend of June because that's the big that's the big recruiting top right there. The first weekend of June is going to be insane. So you want to get your best, you want to get the elite of the elite in on that first weekend. So it makes sense for me logically to have him commit if he wants to announce publicly, do it in May, do it in May, start picking these guys say, Hey, come to Georgia on the first weekend. I'll be there. Boom, 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 boom. Dominoes start falling. You start looking at some serious, serious names come in for that first week of June. 
you know, it, something like that. Uh, but no, to answer that again, short, long term, uh, long story short, no, uh, just just some conspiracy theories, I guess you could say, if you will. <clears throat> um, Joe says, I just thought it was odd for players with the same last name going at once. Yeah, no, that's that's it's a fun fact right there. Um, so I think you look at right, like you look at the portal, right? And we, obviously with Bear Alexander going to USC, I mean, there's a chance you do meet up with him, right? I mean, there's a chance. I'm not saying he will, but there's a chance. He's also a freshman. But also when you look at um, when you look at the portal and everything like that, I, if I'm not mistaken, there's still chance for I think you still need at least a couple people to leave, if I'm not mistaken, and get below your your scholarship count i believe i don't know the tracker there uh but i do think that that matters so i think you still could see a couple guys um that, that's just my thought uh let's see joe have asked with 13 players eligible for the draft how many you think will be drafted oh man um i honestly need to go pull the list back up but hmm let me see if I can pull this off. So I think you've got well, – we'll talk more about this on the next episode, by the way, because Wednesday's our uh, our draft preview. But I think you look at – let me see. Let me think. Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter, Darnell, Keely Ringo, Broderick. Um, let me think. So – I would I would say at least ten. I'm gonna say I'm gonna just shoot a shot and say ten off the rip. Um, obviously not. Obviously, you know, like I mean, you could look at Nolan Smith. That's another one. So I mean, you've got so you got Jalen Keeley, Jalen Keeley, Nolan Smith, um, Broderick, uh, McClendon, Stetson, Stetson. We're gonna talk more about that, but Stetson. Uh, Kenny McIntosh, uh, da, 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 da. uh, Chris Smith, Chris Smith. I mean, so you, I mean, just, just off the rip without really doing a deep dive, that's eight numbers, probably 10. Um, depends on how you want to look at it. Robert Bill's another one. Yeah. I mean, Kobe over here listing off these names. I mean, it makes sense to me. So I think you could, you know, I think you'll look at that right there. I mean, hell, it would. I mean, call me crazy, but Georgia might even hit, pick up hot or uh, hot pod. I'm just saying it could happen. Jackpot. Yeah, Jackson, Kiaris Jackson. I, I think it'll be interesting. We'll talk more about that. Um, we'll talk more about that Wednesday. I definitely think that'll be fun to kind of pull at up. Yeah, Kobe, we're talking draftable, uh, draftable folks. <clears throat> Excuse me. But before we get into any more questions, I do want to bring up, if you notice this shirt, uh, if you're questioning, you like the shirt, uh, very comfortable shirt. And if you wonder where I got it from, uh, it is from Alumni Hall. But I want to make an announcement real fast before we drop our sponsor, right? Before we plug the sponsor, I want to bring you in. Uh, prepare yourself uh, starting April 30th and running through May 6th. If you go to dgdpodcast.com forward slash alumni hall, you go ahead and get you, get you some gear. Right, get you some, get you a Nike polo like the one you just saw, or get you know, get you some stuff, license, license gear, Nike, Cutter and Buck, Peter Millar, Columbia, 
Champion, Yeti, I got you know all this, all these brands, licensed apparel. Uh, shop dgdpodcast.com forward slash alumni hall. Twenty percent off your entire order uh, online and in stores if you use code DGDGrad. No spaces, DGDGrad. So make sure you get ready for that starting April thirtieth. Uh, obviously, graduation coming around the corner uh, for all the grads here. Uh, but again dgdpodcast.com forward slash alumni hall april 30th through may 6th use code dgdgrad and get 20 percent off your purchase it applies in stores and online right make sure you make sure you check that out i uh, definitely think that's worth definitely think that's worth looking into uh let's see oh kobe kobe dropped it here uh nice shirt but little pinch yeah i listen they've got solid polos too um Joe, that they—that's another thing. They've got more than just this one. I just thought this. Listen, I just got this. It's very comfortable, very comfortable. Uh, but no. So Kobe's Kobe. I'm gonna pull this up. Kobe says, "People who Kobe Pierce predicts will be drafted: Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Broderick Jones, Keely Ringo, Darnell Washington, Chris Smith, Kenny Matt, Warren McClendon, Stetson, Bobby Bill. That's that's right there." Again, caught it. Me and him are predicting right on the money with ten. Uh, maybe's are jackpot and Kiers uh, Jackson, and I think even I think Warren Erickson's probably the third for that. So, um, so okay. So Kobe also says the over under for the dogs drafted is he'd put it nine and a half. So listen, I think he got ten. Uh, yeah, hopefully, listen, hopefully they do get a shot at the NFL um, and. You know, I think it'll be interesting to see that. You look at you look at the scale, uh, the scope of the NFL. Um, I think it would be interesting to see these guys come in and play for sure. Um, let's see. So make sure, like again, make sure to drop uh, questions in uh, if you have any comments uh, you want to hear. So we're kind of doing a mailbag or slash or AMA at this point, like live Q and A. Um, but I do want to talk about uh, Georgia bringing in a. A, a, a familiar face, I guess you could say. Uh, Blaine Miller uh, gets brought back on uh, to work with inside linebackers. And and this isn't the first time he's worked with Kirby and Glenn Schumann. I want to say it's, this is his third time. He, uh, I want to say in 2015 he worked with them on staff at Bama and then transferred over to uh, – transferred over when Kirby took over at Georgia. He came to Georgia with them too. Uh, then he goes off uh, – I want to say it was to Colorado with Mel Tucker. Now he's back. I, I don't think people understand. Um, I don't know if he's a quality control. I know if you go look at his uh, profile on Twitter, it just shows Georgia football inside linebacker, inside backers, basically. So I don't necessarily know Kobe on that one, but I do think that you're going to see some, some assistance there. Uh, on the, I, I would say in the recruiting trail for sure. I think he can be a, a, a valuable asset there. But I think his his name was one that was starting to get hot, and Georgia jumped on him beforehand. Uh, as Kobe says, Blaine's a great one. Fucking love him. I'm a, Kobe. I think you, if I'm not mistaken, you uh, played under while well, he was on staff. Is that correct? Let me know if that's the truth. Uh, let me know if that happened or not. Uh, probably so. I mean, he was back in 2016, so it would make sense. Uh, just curious to see what you 
see what he, Kobe has to say there. Well, no, I think that's a big time thing. I mean, coming out of like, like I said, I think the fact that he was his name was becoming a hot topic, right? He was becoming one of those that you need to get. Um, yeah, you definitely want to get him on staff. So I think that's people are going to look at that like, oh, it's not like a big time hire in a sense. Like it's not a huge coordinator position, but you know. I just think that that's a super important piece to add on to the staff because that's just another a good a good football mind. Um, Kobe says he did he handled scout team stuff uh, for Georgia back in the day, so he met with them every day. You know, I've, well, I mean, Kobe, I'm gonna let you drop this comment, but uh, let us know what what you from your perspective what he brings. Um, let let us know what he brings to Georgia for those that might not be familiar with him. Um, and while you while you type that response, uh, Kobe asked, "Did anyone catch a day?" Yes, yes. Um, Kobe also says, "I'll tell you who didn't catch much of a day: Jermaine Burton." Again, he he caught a, he caught a body. Uh, that's about the only thing he caught. Um, that was oof. That was rough. <laughs> that was rough. Um, but no, you know, so Kobe's talking about AD, right? Alabama's uh, spring game and L- well, he had several spring games, but Alabama, LSU, uh, Colorado, Nebraska, Oklahoma, those are ones that probably more prominent ones. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I tuned into A Day just to kind of get a feel for what the quarterback situation was. And, and I'm not here just from, I'm trying to be as very, as unbiased as possible. There's a lot to be desired out of that quarterback room because it just wasn't it wasn't it wasn't what you would expect. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Alabama try to hit the portal. I I just don't see either one of their those quarterbacks being what they need. Um, Justice Ains looked amazing. Let's kind of figure what was going to be the part, but I I don't know how I don't know how trustworthy that is to to just run the piss out of Justice Haynes all year as a freshman. You gotta be careful with that. Uh, but now the quarterback situation, I, I, it just – the defense looked good. Uh, Alabama's defense I thought looked really good. Um, but, again, it's, it's kind of these same situations when you're practicing and when you're playing, scrimmaging yourself, how do you take it away? You know, what do you take away from it? What side do you take away? So, you know, I, I'm curious to see how they address it and, and moving forward, right? Again, it's one practice out of several. But if, if I saw what I saw – I would be a little bit worried. I mean, that's just me, right? Uh, especially when you see like Georgia's quarterback situation looked. You know, we, there was some separation there. I don't necessarily know if you could say there was any kind of separation. That's kind of scary. Uh, so yeah, uh, Kobe said that Haynes and the safety Caleb Downs looked good too. Yeah, it looked fluid. Um, looked fluid in in, in releasing and. And and swipping and flipping his hips, that looked really good as a uh, as a freshman. It looked really good in covers. I still feel like their secondary's a little bit left to be desired because there were some plays where they were getting cooked a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, uh, but again, I'm not gonna over, especially a team that I'm not covering like that. I'm not gonna overreact to it, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of questioning the quarterback. I didn't see any kind of separation created, at least in my opinion. I thought it was weird that they they kept Milrow. With the one, uh, I think it was he was with the white team. Or, um, one he they didn't flip, so like you know if you go a half right, Milrow was with one like the Crimson team or whatever, and then Ty Simpson was with the the white. I don't remember exactly what it was, but then I was expecting them to flip and let 
because you feel like it's a quarterback competition, but that never happened. So it was kind of interesting to see that because Ty Simpson never got to work with like the ones, if you will. So it's it kind of interesting to me. But um, but yeah, no, I, I watched it. It was definitely interesting to see, for sure. Um, so Kobe talks about uh, Blaine as well. Uh, super personable, uh, has some of the best interpersonal skills of any coach that he was around when he was at Georgia. Uh, the fact that we had one of the worst jobs with the scout team, uh, he was always bringing positive energy keeping everybody focused. So he thinks it's a great rehire. I mean, yeah, I mean, again, he's a big hot commodity. I would feel like people kind of quietly, right, quietly becoming a hot commodity at that. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, we'll take one more chance. Uh, we'll take one more, uh, a little bit here to to uh, take some of your questions in from the chat as well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, let me see. I'm just scroll through Twitter here to see if there's any kind of news to come out, any portal news or anything like that. Um, so apparently, okay, so non-football related, um, four-star or sorry, four-star point guard Silas DeMary uh, has committed to Georgia. I guess he transferred in from USC basketball-wise. Um <clears throat> Yeah. Okay. So Kobe asked about Colorado Spring game, dude. That shit looked terrible. Like he, I mean, in just like I want to say it was just two days after the spring game. You know, they had three decommits. One guy led the team in receiving on that, and then you had a four-star decommit. Like it's just rough. I mean, again, like you get put on the ESPN spot, and Dion's you know hyping up Colorado, and then you look at it and it's fucking thirty degrees in mid-April. Right, snowing. Just had a huge snowstorm. You know, trying to get these kids from Florida to, and, and Louisiana and stuff like that. It's Jesus Christ, man. It's it's going to be hard to keep them kids there after they just watched on ESPN that it was fucking snowing in mid-April. That that doesn't that doesn't entice kids. I mean, you had the kid from Louisiana decommit like the next day. So I mean, you know, good luck getting you know good luck getting there, but. Again, when you when national TV sees that, now I'm not saying he's not going to be a good thing for Colorado in year one. You look at the attendance, man. Like they broke a record, basically sold that place out. So, yeah. Uh, Joe Huff says, "Did you read Reese Davis said Michigan should be number one? Let him, let him. I think the uh, FPI poll, the most recent FPI poll, had Georgia back at three. Um, I want to say it was who was it? Was it Michigan and was it Michigan and Bama over us or somebody? Let them, guys. Just let them. <laughs> we were we were seventh in 2021, won the title. We were third in 2022, won the title. Not saying it as a correlation, but I'm just saying, you sit there and you don't believe in us being the best or whatever. We'll prove it to you. You look at the spring games, and I feel like Georgia had one of the most complete games. <laughs> I mean, you had fly, defense was flying around, offense was making plays, right? Carson Beck looked like <clears throat> Carson Beck looked like the next uh, thing to come out of Georgia, and that's something big. I think that's big to notice for sure. Um, oh yeah, so here's some more Kobe. Here's some more stuff here. Are you ready for this? Uh, about spring uh, since Colorado spring game, uh, one of their receivers, like I said, uh, Montana Lamonius Craig entered the portal. Uh, receiver Chase Sow entered the portal. That's two receivers. Shakan Bout Shake. Shaquan Bowser, that's a linebacker, enters the portal. That's three. 
uh, Jawan Johnson, four-star cornerback, decommits. Now you've got Tyron Taylor. That's a DB. He's entered the portal. And then a third receiver, Jordan Tyson, enters the portal. So you've got three receivers hitting the portal, a DB hitting the portal, linebacker hitting the portal, and then you lose a four-star defensive back commit in, in since since Saturday. That's not what you want to see if you're Colorado. <laughs> not what you're wanting to see whatsoever. Um, let's see. Yeah. The new criteria for being number one is getting that ass whipped back to back years with biggest scams in the last 10 years. I mean, dude, they, they let, they let TCU beat them. Uh, you know, I find it interesting though too, but again, you know, I'll still down the hill that how did, how did Georgia not win the Joe Moore award last year, considering they only gave up what, nine sacks in 15 games as a, as a unit? Just saying. Just saying. You can take the Joe Moore – you can take the Joe Moore award. We'll take Natty's. I'll take it. Oh, man, this is way too early. But Kobe asks, what is y'all's dream final four this year? Obviously, the last year, the four. Obviously, going to have to say Georgia in there, I think. I would like to see someone out of the Pac-12, to be honest. Um, if I had to choose, I think Oregon could get it. I think Oregon could get it done. But when you take a look at the Pac-12, if it doesn't cannibalize itself like it does every other year, I mean, you've got USC making a good shot at it. I think Oregon could do it. I think Washington could be interesting to follow there too. Um, you know, Oregon State would be interesting to see now that you got DJU there at quarterback. But for the sake of the conversation, give me give me USC. So Georgia, USC. I think you would have to go winner of the Big Ten. So I mean, I, I think you'll see Michigan. Uh, just way too early, Michigan, and then give me Florida State. As crazy as that sounds, I think Florida State. If they handle business, they have a shot. I think that'd be interesting to see. Um, I mean, at, at the end of the day, you, can, you know, there's so many, there's so many moving pieces within college football. There's so many teams looking new quarterbacks, different coordinators, things like that. Um, yeah, and Kobe actually just said he wants to see Georgia, Michigan, USC Trojans, and Florida State in that order. That, I mean. If you put Florida State up against Georgia, that would be interesting. And then, yeah, I think if that's the case, Kobe, way too early. I would say that Georgia sees USC in the final. Um, you know, Michigan – well, you know what? I, I almost have to take that back. I think Michigan might actually get that done because Michigan, considering the rule change, Michigan might benefit from that because their, their primary focus is to run the ball. And from what I saw last year – uh, USC can't stop that. That's just me, though. That'd be interesting, though. Uh, let us, I guess, let us know in the comments what you think about that, though. What would be your, what would be your final four? What would be your final? Uh, okay, so Pat would, say, Pat says he would call Georgia, Michigan in the, in the Natty. Uh, that sounds like a, sounds like a three-peat waiting to happen. Um, yeah, just, just my thoughts there. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it'll be interesting to see, right? I, I, we talked about the 
obviously we've talked about the portal. We've talked about the new rules, how that's going to impact. But I think we'll wrap it up here um, and get ready uh, for next episode. Uh, hold on. Let's see. Kobe says, chat, little side bet going on here. Because of the rule change is mentioned, what is the longest death march we see from the dogs this season? Ooh. See, my thing is, that, so Pat says 10-30, 10-minute, 30-minute death march. That will that will alter some things. My question, though, is this. I, I think you're, you're not going to just run, 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 unless it's fourth quarter and you're just blowing people out. But even then, I still feel like our running backs would be good. Is there an over-under on that? Jesus, Kobe. Kobe says he he thinks that you'll see a full quarter taken up on one drive in the first four games. If that happens, do you think they would look at that and say, we need to change it again? Because <laughs> like, that, that'd be some – boy, I'll tell you right now, people some pissed off people. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say – I'm going to say like a – I would say maybe a – Eight minute forty five seconds, maybe. Uh, and I know you can see like five six minute drives with with stoppage, but how much of an impact are you going to see that? And, and honestly, what is the what is the tempo going to look like? I feel like it's subjective, but I, I mean, I'd say eight forty five maybe. That'd be interesting to figure that out. Let us know what you thought. I mean, that's a good question. Let's leave that for chat as we get ready to done four possession games. Jesus Christ, it sounds like the fucking thirties. Texas a might be relevant then. Now we got to be careful that prehistoric ass offense. Um, but neither here nor there on that one. I think we'll wrap this up. Get ready for uh, get ready for Wednesday. We'll kind of keep up with the portal. See what's going on there. Uh, see if obviously we'll come back Wednesday with some uh, some NFL pre-draft talk uh, since it is uh, NFL draft week starting Thursday. So you know, listen, we're we're gonna have to, me and Juan are gonna have to come to Jesus moment Wednesday. Just gonna let y'all know that. Uh, but with that being said, make sure you uh, make sure to follow Apotheos um, or DGDPodcast.com uh, forward slash Apotheos. Get you some good quality coffee. DGDPodcast.com forward slash Alumni Hall. Hey, shop some good licensed gear like you saw right here. Remember, folks, DGD grad coming up April 30th through May 6th, 20% off your order. Works both online and in stores. Uh, if you need to go website, go to dgpodcast.com forward slash alumni hall and, and check out what they've got there. Get it in your cart. Get it ready so that when that drops, you can sit there and get some stuff on the cheap cheap. Uh, but with that being said, hey, I'm Robert Reynolds. We'll catch you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.